It is Thursday night, which is the second installment of the Sick Podcast Ambles show. And tonight we're going to discuss old Jimmy Ursay getting to the bottom of the bullshit that was the game on Sunday. You don't want to miss this one. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. So a word from our sponsor, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bets and bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. Again, that's DraftKings, football, basketball, they do it all. Six sports also will get you $200 in bonus bets when you just spend five on NFL. So that is the word from our sponsors. Sammy, bring those other dudes in. Here they come. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. There they go. How hum. Bang that bitch. We are. Z- <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tweedledee and Tweedledum? Bang that bitch. We are officially in this ish. It's time to talk Colts football. And man, do we have a show. But before we do that, Please like, subscribe, follow on all the things, X, Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, the you, 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 YouTube. Grow the numbers, do the things, support the fellas. So how about Jim Irsay, boys? Is he, is he not an, a fan's owner? <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I love him to death. I really love him to death. I mean, he's wild as a fucking rough hair. But uh, <laughs> he's going to get you what you want to know. Despite all of the red tape that may come with it, he's going to bust right through that and just let you know what it is, man. So we'll just get right to it. Jim took it to the NFL and was like, hey, look, we feel like we got hosed. Let's talk about it. So apparently they talked about it, and the NFL has admitted that they hosed us at the end of the game. Right. So for all the Browns fans and all of the, you know, the haters of our division that laughed at us and all this other stuff. Yes, the NFL admits, oops, we got it wrong. Now, does that change the outcome? No, we still got the L in the in the loser column. But key thing to note is he held them accountable based on how his fans felt after the game. And of course, his players and himself. Now, here's the key. Apparently, these conversations happen weekly right you know you you as an organization whether it's a gm the coach or the owner have the right to call new york and talk about plays and then they'll kind of you know let you know how if it was right or wrong in a confidentiality type thing but guess what jim does he doesn't give a shit (laughs) jim tells all that was supposed to be confidential and he may you know face fines or they were talking we may lose a draft pick i don't know but 
we got to talk about this. So, Pat, I'll let you lead. How do you feel about Jim, A, taking it to the NFL, and B, not giving a shit that is supposed to be confidential? I feel like I follow the right fucking team. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, baby. I mean, you know, the fine to a billionaire is a teardrop in the ocean. You know, that's no big deal. But a potential losing a draft pick, it, it, that that could have implications, De- definitely depending on where the draft pick is. Um, but having the GM that we do, he's going to get six more damn draft picks anyways. Yeah, so true. I'm I'm all right if if it's a you know fourth, fifth, maybe six. We lose, I'll be all right with it because Ballard can can recoup that. Okay, uh, Costa, how do you feel about the sad thing that happened? Oh my gosh, man! I- I fell in love when I heard about that. You know, he t- he stuck it to Dan Snyder during that last meeting. You know that they had before. You know, he departed ways with the NFL and everything. You know, like Pat said, I I follow the right team. And if you didn't see our Facebook post, <laughs> we said fuck them picks before. Now we're saying fuck them refs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's the greatest meme I have ever stolen. <laughs> I love that meme. Whoever made that is an absolute genius. Your mom and dad should be proud of you. You guys are terrible. But yes, F those refs, (laughs) F those picks, F those Browns, F those everybody's. You know what I mean? It's everybody against the Colts right now, right? No, it's really not. But that's how it feels because, like, how do you – we talked about it on Tuesday night, me and Pat. How do you miss – so many crucial things in that game from the field goal to the two penalties at the end. I mean, and we've just seen refs just act up, you know, in the, in the first couple games that we had this crazy nonsense. And it always feels like us. And I'm sure every fan base at some point throughout the year will feel like, Oh, the refs hate us. And this was just our super bowl for that <laughs> on Sunday. Cause I cannot believe a game that was in our hands just got, you know, taken away. But Hey, look, I mean, maybe that is the first, the first, part of this you know uh they're 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 being held accountable but as you can tell see the confidentiality part is what makes it fishy because we never are supposed to know about these conversations and then of course nobody's really checking or finding out whether or not these officials are being fined or suspended for a game or whatever so you never really know what happens right so so jim doing this is kind of like sticking it to the nfl kind of going to what you were saying pat like this is a bunch of BS and they need to be held accountable. And it's the shield or the brand that needs to be brought to the fire. And I think he was bringing them to the fire. Well, the, the question is, it, does admitting the wrongdoing holding you accountable or is giving you punishment for what you did wrong, holding you accountable? See, to me, just admitting that isn't enough, not to me. To me, I I want I want if you're going to be hold somebody accountable, there needs to be fines, there need to be suspensions, you know. But I think just it, like they do to our players, I mean, come fair, on, fair. But I think it, so. I think they have to not go that far, Pat, because they don't have and maybe until next year or or whenever they discuss this, which I feel like they will. Like, what's the point of New York? Whenever New York came about however many seasons ago what's what's the point if they're not able to like do their job when they need to do their job what's the point so if nobody wants to undermine their the officials and tell them like 
call down there like, hey, bro, look, that's wrong. Pick the damn flag up. Then what's the point? And I feel like that happens all the time. because so whether refs talk amongst themselves, we see flags picked up all the time. So it shouldn't matter that in this big moment, somebody above you who has a better view of the play can call down and be like, nope, wrong. Pick that shit up. Not that. Keep the game going. I don't feel like that's a problem. But because that's not in play, I don't think they can hold themselves accountable allowed. Well, I, I think one of the problems there is if they are the, the ones in New York are actually tied to the officiating union, that's a conflict of interest, in my opinion. Now, I don't know. I don't know the, the schematics of the entire officiating uh, field for the NFL. But if the ones in New York are uh, associated with this union for these refs, it's an absolute conflict of interest. And it needs to change because look, we we've all in some way have been part of a brotherhood, right? Yeah. You, you you don't do that to your brother. I'm sorry, you, you know it's just kind of the unwritten law of the jungle. So right. they don't need to be a part of the refs. The NFL, the people in New York need to be employed directly through the NFL. Okay. That way, if something goes wrong, we know exactly where to point our fingers to. Say, okay. okay, yeah, these guys on the field, they fucked up. But shit happens at the speed of light on that field. So we've got these people in New York that's supposed to keep the, the game fair and honest. That's how you protect the shield, NFL. You know, have somebody in New York not afraid to call down and say, no, you blew that one. Pick your flag up. Fair enough. We'll talk about it after the game. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I'm going to give Jimmy a good old. Good job, Jimmy. Continue to be a fan's owner. We will continue to protect you, even though you get wild and crazy, because I was on your neck not too long ago telling you to stay off the X when it came to JT. But in this case, get on the X and say F the NFL. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> for that, I'll Omaha. Well, you, I was going to say, you, you, you carry picking that X, that X button. I will Omaha myself on that one. But appreciate you, Jimmy. We, we really enjoy that. Now, Let's talk about after the game, right? Lots of frustration. You know, they always say cooler heads will prevail. But in that moment, you know, freaking, I don't know, reporters and media personalities are asking stupid questions. And so Michael Pittman was asked some questions and he was like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not a big part of their game plan around here. And it sounded kind of cryptic. And oh, did the fire start to stoke. Was Michael Pittman Jr. pissed? Did he want to be traded? Should we look at trading him? Blah, 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 blah. Now, this is a guy that had two catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. One, of course, was like a 60-something yard catch and 70, run. 75 yards. 75 catch yard catch and run. So, I mean, you know, you might say, well, why was he ticked off? Well, because he had been getting a lot of targets prior to this week, and he didn't feel like he was being utilized enough this week. And so tough loss, you know, you've seen how they ended. Everybody put their heart and soul on the line, and he was just pissed. So he would go on to say after that, he would say, um, obviously is it was a very frustrating loss the way that it happened. 
I've never been a good loser. I'm actually a very poor sport. It's something that I've been working on my whole life. It's just hard for me sometimes when you lose your composure, you lose your head. He says I was a bit dramatic. So I think that kind of like covers the spread on him. But when we talk about players being, you know, passionate about what they're doing, sometimes they say things like this. When you hear things like this, where does your mind go? When you hear him say, maybe I'm not part of the game plan, do you feel like player wants out or do you feel like players like trying to make a point? Because this happens all the time. In, in this particular case, I think he was just emotional. I think he was just upset. You know, he knows he can produce. He knows he gets good yards after catch. And in a tough one-point loss, even with all the bullshit the rest was putting us through, you know, he pro- his emotion, emotional state was, you know, if you would have thrown me the ball more, we might Maybe. not have been in this situation. Fast. And, you know, so I'm a, I, I'm a pretty emotional guy too, especially when, when a loss, y'all seen, y'all seen our draft. Y'all seen our draft that we did with, um, Oh, uh, underdog fantasy. And Sammy gave me 30 seconds to pick, and I was kept missing out, you know, because I'm competitive. I want to win. <laughs> you know, that the emotions just don't blame Sammy for you picking I ain't silly ass Mr. picks and not I, know how to do shit. The oh only thing you. I'm blaming Sammy for is being 30 <laughs> second, Sammy. That's your fault. I should have took the link. We would have been fine. Your old ass couldn't figure out how to press what button when to do it. That ain't Sammy's fault. That's your fault. No, it's 100% Sammy's fault. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> Acosta, how do you feel about situations like this? And you're starting to really get dark over there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I thought Anello joined this real quick. <laughs> I will take that as a compliment from a fellow minority. I'll be <laughs> Okay, okay, you got it. You no, got it. No, my my thoughts is exactly what Pat said. You know, he's emotional. I do have some more harsh words for that, but I'm not going to say those words because um, I have too much respect for this for the team and everything. So I'm just going to keep those to myself. But you know, there's certain things that don't need to be said and how they need to be said. I know he was emotional and everything, but that's where you become a professional. You do have a thing, uh, or not a thing, but you have a way. You got to carry yourself. And, I mean, it was just the wrong thing to say at the wrong time, I think. Um, I know everybody was frustrated. I mean, we went to try to go see players, you know, in the south end of the stadium like we always do sometimes, and no one even came to the fence. That's how frustrating they were, frustrated they was. So, I mean, I get it and everything, but, you know, kudos to him, though, for going back and saying he was emotional and everything. He did make an apology. I'm glad that he did that. Um, But as far as, like, you know, him wanting to not be here, blah, 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 I don't see – I mean, I don't think that's the case, but, you know, it was just a frustrating game for everybody. I think that's all it was. Right, because he would go on and say, like, look, I love it here. Um, I, I want to, you know, play here as long as they'll let me. Same kind of stuff Jonathan Taylor was saying. And and honestly, I'll say this. Like, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Like, this guy has dealt with for the last three years heading into this year. Like, you're not a number one. You're not a number one. And he's been playing like a number one. I mean, the way he, the way he's showing effort this year – not saying he's ever lacked it, but bro, like he's made some crazy ass catches in his career. But this season, he's made some crazy ass catches. I mean, the catch and run that dude, they, I mean, no knock on Michael Pittman, he's faster than me, he's definitely faster than Pat. 
but he ain't a burner. <laughs> but he took the hell yeah, off. My granddaughter's faster than me. Shit. Yeah, well, that's true. It's I don't mean, 19 months. Well, I don't I mean, think... yeah, almost getting his almost getting his head ripped <laughs> off from his helmet and everything. That's else. what I'm saying. Yeah, man. Like, he's definitely yeah. turned a page in his ability, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, each year he's gotten better, but this year just really seems like he took a monster leap with his I abilities. I think he's really, really over that. You know, like you're one of those like tweener receivers. Like you're not quite a one. You're probably a two, but nah, bro. He's like, I'm the man on this team for sure. You know, I might not be Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase or, you know, one of them, you know, Stefan Diggs, but on this team, I'm the man. And everybody knows that. And I feel like I respect that. I mean, this is no different than like, I mean, it is different because of the caliber, but I mean, like, Devontae Adams a couple weeks ago, listen to what he was saying, you know, and immediately his words started to spark. Like, does he want to be traded? Look at Stefan Diggs to start the season. Apparently him and Josh were not on the same page to even start the season. So he didn't really start camp and all that stuff. He was late getting there and all that other jazz. Like a lot of people would turn this into diva talk. Cause that's all we heard during the T.O. era. But to me, this is not diva stuff. This is like, look, dude, I want to win, right? Like I haven't had success really my whole career. Like a lot of the Colts are really going through that. Like we haven't had success for all the things we've accomplished, maybe individually or had really good moments in those years where we had, you know, six, seven wins in a row and all this other jazz. It still never amounted to much. Right. So these dudes are hungry. And unfortunately we keep rolling up against these crazy issues with quarterbacks. And now even this year we draft, you know, our future and he's already out for the season. All this other. So the shit's frustrating. And I'm sure they don't know how to speak it in the in the best manner. So they just speak like human beings. Um, and so for that, I give them grace. I mean, if you're showing me passion for wanting to win and, and you're trying to do all that you can and you want to be more part of what's going on, say that shit. Period. I'm okay with it. Something else I'll bring to everybody's attention is if you watch him on the field, you know he's a dog. And he's a dog because he's a competitor. Facts. You know, and, and if he thinks that one of those DBs did him wrong, he'll get up and he'll get in their face. All the I mean, time. because he's that competitor, he's that emotional competitor. And you he's know, got the he's got that dogfight in him. So after a, an emotional loss like that, and you know he's on the sidelines watching, thinking there's no way in hell that was, you know, a penalty. So he's coming off the field with a loss, that dog in him still barking. The emotions right. are climbing. It's just him. That's his character. And it's a good thing for us. I'll tell you something else. You know, it ain't some soft-ass character out there. No, I'll tell you something else before we close with Michael Pittman and we and we get into the Saints. If you ever want to know the character of Michael Pittman or what kind of player he is or the passion he has for what his job is and what he does for this team, any single time, and I mean this, because I've caught this probably like the last five or six times. Any single time there's a fumble on our side of the ball, look who's at the bottom. It's going to be number 11. That dude will run from clear the other side of the field and just nosedive into there trying to scrap and get the ball out. Like he did it both fumbles on Sunday. He did it a couple. He did it in Jacksonville. Same thing. Like he's giving up his body. I mean, he's a receiver. But he's going in there with, you know, the 500-pounders, and they ain't that big, but the big boys trying to, you know, rip the ball out and keep the ball in our possession. And more times, more more than – I guess more than not, he comes out with that damn thing. So 
look at that dude. And like you said, he's scrappy. He's been a couple fights, a couple little skirmishes, a couple mix-ups. Like, he's for that. He's for that type of energy. And so we're going to get a man to respect. Like, he he said what he said, and he meant what he said. And we're just going to leave it there. Just my thoughts. Okay. And so now we get into this week's matchup. Because at some point, we got to close the book on week seven. <laughs> and so we're officially... Closing that damn book. It is closed. So we lost. We were hosed. Don't want to talk about it no more. But now here comes the damn Saints. And they come marching in. And in our history of playing the Saints, they kind of own us. They are 9-5 and five against us all time. And, oh, by the way, they have won the last four. We haven't beat them since 2007. Um, and so they've actually beat our ass pretty handedly. The last couple times. So 2011, I remember this game. It was disgusting. 62 to 7. That game? It was absolutely disgusting. That was oh, uh, Curtis Painter in the in the game. <laughs> Getting slaughterhoused. Um 2015, we played them pretty tight. Um, they came to Indy and they beat us 27-21. And then in 2019, I was actually supposed to go to this game, but that was Jacoby Brissett. Uh, we went down to New Orleans on a Monday night and got our faces ripped off 34 to 7. So, uh, yes, the last four have belonged to the Saints. Uh, and oh, lo and behold, they're the reason we don't have two Super Bowls in Indy because of what happened on that dreadful day in Super, four, Super Bowl 44. So, really, I don't like the Saints at all. Kind of hate their faces. Shout out to all my my Saints fans out there. I know I know several um, that I actually know pretty well. So right now I'm talking to you. F the Saints. <laughs> I'm sick of the Saints, right? So, boys, 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 how do we get a win at home against the Saints this week? Acosta, go. Not have shit refs for one. <laughs> we just closed the book. I know. I'm just kidding. Book is closed. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to bring that motherfucker back up too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pre-warning you. <laughs> no, nah, I mean game plan wise. I mean, we played a hell of a game against a very good defense in the Browns last week. I say we continue that. Spread the field. Uh, you know, run the damn ball on the offensive side, open up that passing lane, continue to do that. I mean, Minshew just needs to have better ball security. That's going to be the main key here, I think. Um, we still don't have – I don't think we're still going to have Braden. It ain't looking good for him right now, so. I thought we had um, – he was on the official – the unofficial depth chart. I thought he made the said cut. he didn't participate in practice today or yesterday. Oh, some of them, bitch. <laughs> neither, did Juju, neither did Juju, but some anyway. Mom, 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 mom. Uh, so, defensive side of the ball, I'm going to probably take Pat's thing as how we always do talk about this, trench warfare, get to the quarterback. And like I say, every week, quit with the soft coverage, cover two bullshit. Gus, please. Um <laughs> Consistent play calling, good time management. I think we got this game in the bag at home. Patrick. Well, I'm going to agree with everything Acosta said. But I'm going to bring up – it wasn't last week. I think it was the week before. And I don't remember – I think maybe it was Jacksonville game. 
But Jacksonville's defense pressured Carr so much that he was just, by the second half, he was in a frustrated mode. And they were yelling at each other. Passes were off timing, this and that, this and that. So I hate to say it, but take a play. Take a play off of Jacksonville's defense and keep that pressure on Carr. He's going to fold. He's going to get frustrated. But if you don't get that pressure on him, you know, he's got a pretty accurate arm. Yeah, we've seen you him know, and, in the Raiders uniform, and he beat us. And with an accurate arm and a soft middle, that's going to fucking hurt. It's going to hurt <laughs> us all damn game. So, Gus, what? no more soft shit. Go after. I mean, wait a minute. Wait a I minute. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to add this. I'm just going to. I'm just going to add this real quick. <laughs> I'm going to add this you real quick. Get that Omaha. Get off of Pornhub, you sick-minded fucker. Speaking of that, get that Omaha button ready because this is what I'm about to say. Oh shit! Gus has been playing so soft. He needs a blue chew up in that motherfucker. Omaha. <laughs> 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 bullshit. <laughs> bro y'all gotta chill out <laughs> okay <laughs> try to operate over here stop with the nonsense i hate both of y'all right now let's get off the damn porn hub they got nothing to do your with mind's that, in the gutter you, constantly you are 52 years old and you just need to know how to put words together like we actually put words together <laughs> in this damn decade and you're still talking like it's like 75 or something anywho can you read that word? <laughs> <laughs> That's what made him famous. <laughs> I know. That, that. <laughs> I was going to say, that finger does not look familiar. <laughs> Speaking of, Acosta is famous for flicking off. He's flipping off uh, somebody wearing a Chubbs jersey in our section. And if you want to be entertained... <laughs> Log on to our Facebook and check that out because they are going strong. The comments are at, like, I don't even know, 1.2K, and it's crazy right now. So he's a famous man. Now, I'm going to say all the things y'all said. No need to repeat that. But I will add this. For the first time all year, (laughs) Shane Steichen, I'm not questioning you because you know how I feel. I spoke that on Tuesday night. But for the first time all year, take Every single point available. That is my huge key to victory. I know we like to hustle for fourth downs all the time. But I'm telling you, points add up. And we paid Matt Gay a lot of money. So anytime we are in his range, let's just give him the opportunity to make those points count. Please, because I got him in like three fantasies. (laughs) I need those those points at home too. gives a shit. Damn it. Hey, oh, you, don't, win you don't give a shit if you don't know how to play. Man. Nobody cares Man. about the fantasy in, league. In the words of Tony Soprano, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just throwing that in as a sidebar. Okay, I, know no, I know none of the players give a shit about fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but we need the points on the scoreboard, and I need the points on my fantasy teams. So it's a win-win, damn it. It's okay, man. Podcast out of fantasy podcast. We, shuts your trap. We're not going over tonight. I promise you that. So, so I'll also add. Yes, he 
Derek Carr up because he is a very temperamental quarterback, super passionate. And for all that that is good, it can be very terrible too. Like that game against Jacksonville, I thought at some point somebody's going to slap Derek Carr. Like you're not about to just keep coming off the field cussing me out. Like what are you on right now? (laughs) Like that's what he was doing. He was cussing out people. You ran the wrong route. So he might be a passionate leader, but then that, that also starts to affect you know, the camaraderie of the team because he's just super negative, right? Like he's super pissed and whatever. So, yeah, heat his ass up. Like, literally, Gus, get away from all of this. Let's wait till we're down, and then let's try it. Come out. Show him that – I mean, look, we're leading the – we're the leading the league or close to the top in the league in a lot of categories that matter. TFLs, sacks, all these things. Like, so I get it. You want to generate pressure with your front four and hope that the back end can cover? Fine. But every now and then, probably want to drive, throw a blitz in. Why not? Why the fuck not? Is all I'm asking. Why the fuck not? But anywho, score predictions. Big man in the middle. You start. Oh, Actually, I'm supposed to be in the middle. Why Why have I been on the edge here lately? I don't understand it. Because Sammy, 30 I need to be Sammy, in the middle. 30 seconds Sammy didn't do his job today. <laughs> No, well, I mean, it's it's it's, it's been a oh, look, look. Hey, a little hey, late now, hey, Sammy. Look at hey, see that? Hey, <laughs> this is why I like you know this podcast. These guys take care of me. I can't speak for you two assholes, but they take care of me. Uh, oh, <laughs> what the fuck ever? Hey, hey, next time you're in town, we're gonna fucking take care of you, that <laughs> We're gonna take care of you real good. No, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, shoot some scores. Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, we have a we are connected here, man. Why are you okay? You know what, Sammy? That's Juliana and Shane are my favorite. Oh, okay. I'm back in the middle. Never mind, Sammy. My fault. Omaha me. Big man, we'll start with you. What are the score predictions tonight? Uh honestly, I we're gonna we're gonna score a lot of points on this game. Uh, they Saints has got a decent defense, but I think after last week's game, everybody's pissed. Mm. Everybody's pissed. The defense and Gus is going to knock them down and and step on their throats and stay on their throats. I truly believe this. So I'm going to say a 34-17. Oh, wow. Okay. Where you got, Costa? 35-20. 35-20. Damn. No, no, yours is close to mine. Okay. Well, I'll be reasonable. Never mind. I'm not even going to say what I'm about to say. (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull what I normally do. We only win when I pick against us. Y'all know that, right? So apparently, um, not the last two times. No. Well, no. Last week I actually said we were going to win, and we lost. But when I pick against us, we actually win. See what I'm saying? You picked Jacksonville. We lost. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's on record. Anyway, go ahead. And you yeah. broke your promise. We're over. So no, okay, yeah. All right. That's my it. okay, my thing. Uh <laughs> you made me lose. <laughs> 20, 28 uh 14. 28 14. We get them by two touchdowns. Um, but we are relentless and like we're one of the teams that's we're the only team to score 20 points in every game, and we've scored 30 points against the better defenses. The Saints' defense is not terrible. They're one of the better ones. 
when they want to play that way. So they can turn you over. We just have to be leery of that. But I still think we come out here, we handle our business because we're pissed. And though that can go two ways, you can use that energy and turn it into a bad night. I think we blow the top off of Lucas Oil and uh, the boys show up in a big way for us. Big yeah. Way. Hell big yeah. Way. Yeah, because I sit next to two big motherfuckers. And with that, Sammy, get us out of here. <laughs> and that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast and Bill Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.